0: 1 Samuel, chapter 24, verse 1. When Saul returned from following the Philistines, he was told, Behold, David is in the wilderness of En Gedi. Then Saul took three thousand chosen men out of all Israel and went to seek David and his men in the front of the wild goats' rocks. And he came to the sheepfolds by the way, and there was a cave. And Saul went in to relieve himself. Now David and his men were sitting in the innermost parts of the cave. And the men of David said to him, Here is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will give your enemy into your hand, and you shall do to him as it shall seem good to you. Then David arose and stealthily cut off a corner of Saul's robe. And afterwards, David's heart struck him because he had cut off a corner of Saul's robe. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my lord, the Lord's anointed, to put out my hand against him, seeing that he is the Lord's anointed. So David persuaded his men with these words and did not permit them to attack Saul. And Saul rose up and left the cave and went on his way. Afterwards, David also arose and went out of the cave and called after Saul, My lord, the king. And when Saul looked behind him, David bowed his face to the earth and paid homage. And David said to Saul, Why do you listen to the words of men who say, Behold, David seeks your harm? Behold, this day your eyes have seen how the Lord gave you today into my hand in the cave. And some told me to kill you. But I spared you. I said, I will not put out my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. See, my father, the corner of your robe in my hand. For by the fact that I cut off the corner of your robe and did not kill you, you may know and see there is no wrong or treason in my hands. I have not sinned against you, though you hunt my life to take it. May the Lord judge between me and you. May the Lord avenge me against you, but my hand shall not be against you. And so we see there David as he is the anointed king of Israel. He was anointed king by Samuel when he was a young man back in 1 Samuel 16, 13. It says, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of all of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward, and Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. So David was the king, the anointed king. However, there was an existing king, King Saul. The Israelites demanded of God a king, and God gave them a king. God was their king, and they rejected God. They wanted a king like everybody else. They wanted a man. They wanted a man to serve over them, to fight their battles for them. And God was irritated because he's like, I'm the one that's protecting you. I'm the one that fights your battles. And they're like, no, we want a regular king. So God said, all right, give them what they want. Samuel anoint Saul, the son of Kish, king, and he did. Well, Saul started out a pretty decent king, but he went crazy because David all of a sudden comes on scene. He kills Goliath, made Saul look stupid, basically, because Saul couldn't do it. Here's this little shepherd boy, you know, a young teenager comes out and defeats the enemy of Israel. And Saul's grateful that now this enemy of Israel is dead, but all of a sudden he's got this young rock star in his midst and people are looking to him, you know, as the one to to lead them. And then, as David returns from battle, they start declaring that David has killed his ten thousands and Saul his thousands. And when Saul heard that, he freaked out and said, They're only ascribing to me thousands, but yet ten thousands to David. You know what's, What else can he do but take the kingdom? Saul begins at that point to become insanely jealous. And we see this in really insecure people a lot. We see jealousy that turns into insanity and obsession. And that's what happens with Saul. He becomes obsessed with David. He goes out to kill him. And David didn't do anything wrong. David is out fighting the battles of Israel. Yet Saul's freaking out, saying, this guy's going to be king, which was true. Samuel actually told Saul that when Samuel's rebuking Saul at another time, because Saul offered sacrifices, and he says, the Lord's taking your kingdom away from you, giving it to someone else, someone who's better than you. And those words had to just resonate in Saul's mind. And so now, from this point on, he's seeking vengeance. I'm going to kill David. Well, he comes to this point, and David, who we just read in 1 Samuel 16, it says that Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. Well, the Spirit of the Lord was upon David. God was leading David. God had prepared David's heart because David was a shepherd. He took care of sheep. He defended the weak, the innocent. That was his heart. That's one of the things about David, that when we read about him, he had a heart for the weak. He had a mind and a heart of a warrior to defend people. Saul did not have that. Saul was crazy essentially. He got power and it went right to his head and his insecurity fueled him and it was a mess. And so David gets a chance to destroy Saul. He's right there. He goes in a cave and Saul doesn't realize what's going on, but he goes in the cave to do his business, doesn't realize that David's right there. David walks up and cuts a corner of his robe off and Saul doesn't even know it. And then he comes out and says, hey, look, at this is what I've done, Saul. You're out chasing me for no reason. I've done nothing to you. God delivered you into my hands today and yet I did not destroy you. And we can learn a lot from this. Because the Spirit of the Lord is upon David, right? So that lets you know that his actions were being influenced by the Holy Spirit. And at this point in time, David had every reason to be frustrated, to be angry, to to shake his fist at God. You know, God, you anointed me king, and now look, this crazy maniac is after me trying to kill me but the Spirit of the Lord was on him, consoling him and leading him, and he did not allow Saul to kill him. Now, as we go on to chapter 25 in First Samuel, there's a story about a man named Nabal, and to summarize the story, David and his men were out in the wilderness running from Saul, and these shepherds that had a bunch of sheep were out in the wilderness as well, so David kind of encamped around them and protected them. So the time for sheep shearing came in. There's all these guys out shearing the sheep, and David sends to Nabal, the owner of all the sheep, and says, Hey, can you guys give us some supplies? We're out here in the middle of nowhere, and you know, we're protecting your guys. And Nabal says no and insults David. Basically, he says, Take a walk, David. I'm not giving you anything. So David then mounts up his horse and a bunch of guys and says, We're gonna go destroy Nabal. And David's probably at this point very irritated. But what happens is Nabal's wife, who was described as a beautiful woman full of understanding, she intercedes and goes up. And with a bunch of supplies and says, Hey David, sorry about what Nabal said, but here's some provisions for you. You know, and ultimately David turns around and God strikes Nabal dead, and David ends up getting Abigail, Nabal's wife, the beautiful woman full of understanding, as his wife. God defends David. God takes revenge. God is the one who does the avenging in our lives, and if we could understand that, we would do well. As in Romans chapter 12, it says, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay says the Lord. God fights our battles. Our job is not to go out and stir up trouble so God can fight our battles. Our job is to obey God. And in that obedience, he's going to guide us down a path. And in that path, we're going to come across enemies that hate us. Everybody does. But our job is to trust in the Lord and to be a witness. God's job is to protect us. And this has happened in my life many times. God's like, don't worry about this. I got this. I'm like, all right, you got it. And sure enough, God takes care of it. But man, if the Holy Spirit is not leading us and guiding us, we go right into the flesh and we want to just attack whoever wants to attack us. And that's not right. We don't do that. God will give justice to his elect who cry out to him day and night. Luke 18, verse 7. So vengeance belongs to God. He will repay. Our job, be full of the Spirit. How do you get full of the Spirit? You ask God. Do not be drunk with wine, the Bible says, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be being filled continually continually with the Holy Spirit means you're walking with Jesus. means you're in prayer. It means you're obeying Him. means you're reading His Word. All of these things, you're on that path. And on that path, even though it's hard and even though it's frustrating at times, God is there taking care of us. That's how it works. He is our shield. He is the one who fights our battles. Don't try to fight your own battles. You do what God says, and He will fight your battles for you. That's a hard lesson to learn, but it's a truth in Scripture. And sadly, our flesh gets in the way so many times, and we want vengeance. We want people to pay for what they have done to us or done to others. And God sees what's going on, and He takes care of us because He's good, because He is God. You got enemies? You try to make it right with them, Matthew 18, right? You take care of it first. You try to make it right. If there's repentance on your end, you repent. If there's something on their end that's driving you insane, confront them and say, hey, man, this is what's going on, dude. You know, I can't sleep because of this. How do we resolve this? If they do what Nabal says, you know, get out of my face, I don't want any part of you type of attitude, okay. You've done what you had to do, then you just say, Lord, here you go. And if there's another step in it, if they're believers especially, because believers are just as much jerks as anybody else when they're not walking in the Spirit, then there's protocol there in Matthew 18. But if it's an enemy who's an unbeliever, Lord, here you go, and he'll give you peace. And in that peace, you will know that he is God and that he takes care of us. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. God takes care of it. I just need to make sure I'm in check. So stay rooted in Christ. Get in the Word trust in Him, be filled with the Holy Spirit, and He'll give you peace. Thank you.